Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Miles Driven with Sam, the king of all content, and and me, Miles, the subordinate. <laughs> How I'll, goes the day, Miles? I wonder if we'll ever get a uh, intro to our podcast where it's not just you bigging yourself up and then me having to be the uh, the lesser. Probably not. No, no. I mean, your name's <laughs> above the door, so you've got everything you need. Oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, we actually should get a sign above the door, and you could say my name is literally above the door. Yeah, although I've got soundproofing above the door. No, but studio, on the outside. The way... Oh, actually, that's not a bad idea. Oh, it could actually be on the outside of the door for get the, the logo and the miles driven just across the thing, and then you that's can say, "Well, not that, a bad my, idea, yeah. my room, my rules." Yeah, I quite like the idea of putting the logo and the soundproofing behind us. It's just that, yeah, we... you could do that, couldn't you? Well, well no. it's also it's for when we do our YouTube videos and stuff like that. It'd be good. It's just it's trying to balance it off against any loss in sound quality, because as you know, Sam, that's what we. Uh, well, yeah, that's why we, we sit for. in the room that looks like something out of like Doctor Zeus's nightmare. There we go with uh, with our bright sun lamp <laughs> and everything else. As you can tell, we've got loads planned for this podcast because we've dove straight in. I'm yes. waiting for Mars to tell me what we're doing. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you, you haven't got anything written down. I've on got your some side stuff now. written okay. down for my one idea that I had for today. What have we got? We've got a couple of news stories, which is what I'll probably start off with. Okay, cool. Because I, I don't know those, so that'll be interesting. It's and like then, I'm listening along with you. And we'll probably do a F1 update after that. I've got stuff for that. I'm sure you have. And after that, there's a couple of things. We'll see if it fits in this in this podcast. If it doesn't, it'll be the first things on the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Because if anyone remembers who listened to the fiftieth, I had a quiz. You for did you. have a quiz. And oh, have you be- got the quiz now? I've got because I can use my phone today because oh. we've got our proper equipment actually rolling. Well, <laughs> thanks for my... listening, and this has yeah. been a fantastic. I might episode. actually start it but instead of do it starting with the news. We start it with the quiz, Sam. Why not? Let's yeah, go let's... crazy. Let me. Um... You'll have to fill for a second. Basically, for me with the, uh... what the reason we're doing this is Miles has decided that the quiz will make good YouTube content, and he wants to get that in early before the room gets too hot, so Look, it looks like a good video. The, the for our YouTube, <laughs> haven't you? I think it'll actually be uh, fuel prices and hypermiling. We're not talking about fuel prices again because uh, I'll just whinge. Well, it's it's an important topic, and maybe there's a couple of things we can point out, but hypermiling, okay. but go, mainly because I want to talk about hyper like getting the most miles per gallon that's what it's leading into really we're not that's doing how i a... spend my whole driving life now yeah well we'll see if you're any good at it <laughs> <laughs> right i said i had a quiz is what you said and now i have to find it all right so i've got to talk again what would you like me to talk about um fuel, fuel <laughs> <laughs> no i think I've, I've got it okay very good if you remember it was I, I gave you one of the answers okay it was adoptions of EVs and charge points in Europe. Yes. By country. I reckon Holland's got the most charge points. You might be correct. Well, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, so far. Right. So let's do this as a percentage of vehicles that are electric. Okay. Now, I, we can do it one of two ways. You can guess the country and the percentage. Or right. I, so the total, you know, of yeah, the yeah. total. Or I can give you a percentage of cars and you can guess from there what country it is. Or you could give me the country and I guess the percentage. But there's a top ten list, so I'm hoping that you'll... Sorry, that's my Sam phone. Sam hasn't signed his phone for our podcast. No, vibrate. Very unprofessional. Yeah. No, I'm just wondering whether, whether you want to guess countries in order, that's all. I mean, how many are there? We're there's, not doing... ten. there's top ten. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. no, don't, sorry, don't worry, Sam. I didn't want to do every EU nation. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, though. It's your sort of fun quiz yeah, that takes an hour. Extend out into North Africa <laughs> yeah. and the Middle East, and why don't we go over to the um, States from right, there? Right, okay, so Holland's top. No. Oh, this so this is, is for chart. percentage. This is for, oh, okay, for So EVs. this is percentage of their total number of vehicles at EVs. And the one thing for listeners at home that are playing along, you do have to put into your mind slightly that 
even if you have countries in mind, you think, oh, they would have bought a lot of EVs because it's percentage Are they all European? of their total. Uh, this whole list is Europe. Okay. But it's percentage of their total. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just for a side note, the UK isn't in the list because it was an EU study. Right, just, okay. just, just well, to the point. Um, just in case we're throwing ourselves out of quizzes now. Yeah, there we go. Not what we signed up for. Um, but well, yes, we didn't so, sign up for anything. No. But so we're doing, yeah. So it's percentage of their total okay. number of cars. So who's Am at I number one? Number one, France. No, damn. There uh-huh. is a country. If you, if you think about, it, there is a Germany. country that stand out in Europe as oh, well, in the, the world. One of the northern ones. It is uh, Sweden. No. Norway. Norway. Yes. Well Do you want to guess the percentage? Um, sixty-eight. See, it's interesting because a lot of people do think that Norway, it, because they have transitioned to electric cars, as all oh, their headlines less. say, it is less. 42. No. 36. <laughs> no. 24. No. 17. Uh, no. 16. No. 12. Right, we're going to stop Sam guessing. <laughs> it was 20.8%. Okay. So 20% or 21%, however you're playing the game at home. But the yeah, main 60-odd point... was probably a bit of a stupid guess, to be Well, fair. the thing is, it's not, because you, all you hear at the moment is how a lot of the Nordic countries, particularly Norway, have lots and lots of EVs. And they yeah. do. The trouble is that they still have a lot of cars, and this is a problem yeah. that we're all going to have. We've also got to think of public transport, if they've still got like normal buses, lorries. That's, a, that's another side of it. All this sort of stuff, yeah. which aren't EVs. And how many people just use public transport and don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, by EVs, even though they may be EV supporters. So it's still, still, one in five is quite good. That is great, yeah, if you think about it. So, um, s- we're going to go, obviously, second place. Second place. See, we, this could descend into just absolute chaos with me just fluking on some correct results. Let's eliminate some countries. It's not Greece. It's not Greece. It's not Spain. No. It's I'll, not... I'll give you ooh, some help. It's not Belgium. It's not Belgium, not for number two. I'll give you some help in that the top five, possibly all of them, but I'm just going to tell the top five uh, because I think all of them, it would be incorrect anyway. But top five, no Southern European nations. Yeah. Okay, so, so for these first five, I don't think of anything in the South Sweden. of Europe. No, too cold. But then Norway's quite cold. Yeah. Sweden. No. I'll give, you, I'll give you one more. <laughs> one more... Uh, um, Sweden are on the list, okay, but they're not the second. France, they're, no, not second. I'm really, really rooting for the no. French. Here. So I'll give you the answer on this one. It's Iceland. Wow. Okay. With ten percent. Now the thing you have to remember is Iceland's population is the same as Leicester. Yeah. So once they, as they've been buying, even their percentage is jumping up really quickly. It, it skews their figures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've only got to buy what if they've got thirty thousand EVs. I don't even think they've got three hundred thousand cars. So. They haven't got to buy that many to skew their figures. Yeah. No, which is fair. also the case with Norway. Yeah, the reason I didn't think about the necessary... I mean, obviously, I know I said Norway, but the reason I didn't necessarily go with the colder countries is I didn't know how the batteries would cope with the... Yeah, it's a really good ...really point. cold temperatures. Yeah. The same reason I didn't go with Greece. Because you're thinking really too hot. hot. Well, from what I know of, from the extreme cold side... Yeah. The benefit that people find living in very cold environments is that the car is ready to go immediately... Even though oh, it does okay. lose range, unlike yeah. if you, you know, when we have very cold weather here, but particularly when I've been in Sweden, you have very cold weather, no one starts their engine and drives off. No. You're just asking for builds. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a point of, and also, if it's minus 20 outside, you can bet your car is very cold to sit in. So people do generally turn the engine on if they've got heated seats or 
just the yeah. heating they'll put that on for a few minutes get things going and then they'll set off the advantage yeah. with ev is that they don't wait okay. and cars like teslas have apps where you can turn everything on from your phone yeah so you could heat the cabin up you can heat the cabin up inside, and yeah. you can pre-warm the battery there's a like a pre i don't want to say pre-warm the batteries but you can basically set the batteries up to tell them we're going to okay. be going like so they can, plugs yeah so they can get themselves to optimal yeah okay so you've got number one you've got number two only eight to go <laughs> yes third um See, oh. uh, this game would be so much better if we were playing it the other way around, I think, because you'd be better at it. Quite, quite, yeah, that's, that's um, a fair point. But third, third, no, no. <laughs> Sweden. Right, just so Sam stops guessing France. France are fifth, Sam. Okay. You've guessed. Very good. <laughs> You've guessed this. And place. the percentage for France is 5%. Not bad, it's 7%. 6.98%. So that's not bad. Mm, and France are great. France are. They have, you know, it's quite a big country yeah. population wise. So I just figured that, that, you know, the percent. French, they, you know, they Renault like. Yeah, electric vehicles, Peugeot, but it's very new. Like it's still just True, the last. But you couple think they'd years. lap it up? Uh, yeah, but then I don't know. I'm going to have French... to get the map, maps up on my phone because my problem is that I forget about a lot of European countries. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, the thing with the French is that they are they do like their cars, from what I understand. As in, there's a small, like in every country, there's a small sort of enthusiast side to it. That's why they had Renault Sport. That's why Alpine exists. Yeah. Um, you know the Renault, uh, sorry, the the Peugeot two hundred five, and later mm -hmm. generations. But they aren't big car buyers, and okay, yeah, neither are they. Sort of really into the. the, the I don't. Know, I don't want to call it the materialistic side. But if you look in the UK, we generally try to buy a new car every three years. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at the average, well, some of us do. You yes, don't. I, you don't. No, you just like to try and buy a well, car I, within I, three years. Yes, um, but although when I'm buying cars, I generally buy them very quickly, so every three minutes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but we gem generally there's quite a high turnover of cars here in Germany, uh, in the Nordic countries mainly because obviously they get worn out with the with the poorer weather conditions, yeah. and then you get enthusiasts. I mean, I've said Swe I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. Sweden have the highest number of restored American vintage cars, really, in the world outside of America. I don't think you've said that because I don't think I know that. No, okay. So yeah, it is if a, you have, it just shows that I don't listen to anything they're, saying. <laughs> they're called, and sorry for any Swedish listeners, I think they are called Ragaraz. Okay. I've, uh, my my accent on it is probably terrible, but it can't be as bad as my Polish from last week. No, well, <laughs> well, I haven't. Well, actually, no. That on it's coming out tomorrow. Yes, as we're because we're recording yeah. a week ahead for this podcast. So uh, yeah, so no, the polls haven't heard that to send in their, no. their suggestions yet. Okay, right. I've got the, so, the map of Europe up now. You've got one, two. I'll tell you what I'm going to do from now. Just to speed it up a little bit. Just give me an area. No, like no, a if rough... you, you just guess, and I'll tell you if you get one on the list okay. where it is. Netherlands. Yes. <laughs> are they they are third. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to guess the percentage? Uh, Bearing in mind, France were fifth, so you would have been above. Yeah, yeah. 9.2. Sorry. Uh, because it's done on total number, this list, rather than the percentage. The percentage is actually lower. Right, because it's done on total number of EVs in that country. Oh, okay. I didn't realize so. That's how the list that's is actually. confusing. So yeah, it's lower than France. It is lower than France. Five point seven. Not bad, Sam. Five point one two. Not bad at all. Uh, so you've got one, two, three, and five. Okay, Belgium. And I'm also sorry. I'm going to give you fourth because you've said them about ten times, and it is Sweden. Okay. Cool. Do, you want, do you want to give the percentage on them? I said it could be anything. Can we do like a Bruce um, Bruce Forsyth higher or lower? Okay, me? it's it's higher than Netherlands. Okay, higher than five point one. 
Um, 8.6. Is 6.98, no, so 7%. I'm not, not, not on bad the ball today. Right, so it's the bottom five now you're okay. looking for. Italy. Italy are not on the list. Oh. Switzerland. We'll give you Switzerland three, we'll give you three lives car. on this one. Okay. So you've lost one. Switzerland must love the electric car. But again, it's down to total number and it's mm-hmm. a small country, Switzerland. So it's a bit bit chancy and they are not on the list. Oh, no. Going uh, to life out here. I'm going to give you another one, though, because I think you said Belgium. I did say Belgium. Yeah, so they're 10th. Okay. Percentage? Uh, 7.1. No, 3.76. It's difficult because obviously they're not going in like descending order. No, I know, yeah. Just... Yeah, um, apologies for that. I should have. Croatia? Um... It's not a bad guess, actually. It's only because they made, isn't Rimac, Croatian. Yes, although I don't know that there's a lot of people. <laughs> no, but they might They might have other companies. For like, all we know, <laughs> they're, Croatia, all Rimacs. they're all driving around in Rimacs. They're just Rimac. <laughs> oh, there's so many Rimacs in this car, I can't stand out in my million dollar electric car. No, they're so not. you're looking for positions six, seven, eight, and nine. Austria. No. Oh, I've only got one life. Do you know what it? the thing is? You've kind of danced around a couple of countries here as well. Germany. Germany are there. Okay. Uh, they're in eight. Percentage? 4.9. That's not bad. 3.42. A lot of cars in Germany. So again, you know. Um, so you've got three left. Now I'll tell you... Am I heading east? Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of help here because... So two of them... Are um, they are to the east of Germany? Yeah, but I won't give you north and south. See, I wanted to guess Poland. It's not Poland. Ah, no. Come on, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> well, Buy I mean, some electric cars. Yeah. <laughs> and the other country, who's that is ninth? I'll tell you yeah. that they're a very small European country. Ah, oh, so this is small, be... wealthy European. Oh. Oh, I say wealthy. Well, I don't but... know much about the finances. I was going to say something like Latvia. It's not Latvia. Evidently it's not. Is it around that area? It's not. Ah. Have I gone too far east? Need yeah. to come back to like... Well, you've gone northeast. You probably need to be better off going southeast. You southeast. said Austria, and you were close to uh, to at least one of these. So I said Hungary. My microphone's sort of half blocking my view. So. Czechia. Now, again, you're, you're really in the right area, Sam. So I've said Croatia. I've said Hungary. I've said Czechia. I haven't said Slovenia. Yeah, no, you keep going. <laughs> Serbia. No, North Macedonia. Right, we're not going to just do a list. Right, you can have one last guess to see if you can Romania. Get... Very good, Sam. <laughs> Seventh place, Romania. I'll tell you what, that keeps you alive. You can have another guess. What was the percentage? Though? These are like the sort of lives that you give your child yes. when you play the game. What was the percentage for Romania? 3.12. No, 1.2%. Oh, wow, okay, really small. So we've got two Do I need to get back on a plane and head back towards Central Europe? Um, no. Oh, we need to stay over here. Moldova. No, it wasn't bad, Sam, but you're oh, out okay. of lives. Ah, oh, So it was Bulgaria. Oh, that's going to be the and next I, one. You danced around them as well. Um, percentage? Less than the last one. Yes. 0.87. Oh, not bad, Sam. 1.05. Oh, okay. I'm not and very good today. The last one on the list, were they were ninth, and it was Luxembourg. Oh, that's yeah, I, was I saw saying. them earlier, yeah. Small country. I know. was thinking about them earlier, but yeah. I did think too small. Percentage? Ah, oh, but it's going to be higher, isn't it? Yeah. 3.7. Mm, it's not bad. 4.87. I mean, you've been very generous. It's not It's not great. <laughs> but moving on for this quiz, I had this two parts. Oh, I two t- parts. The I, first part was so fun. Yes. <laughs> I told you uh, last week that, there, that the mm-hmm. Netherlands charge points number. So 
within this, they also tell how yeah, many yeah. charge points these countries have. Some of them are a real surprise, but what I want to know from you is... Right, hang on. Let, give me the countries. Do you want I'll, the countries I'll, again? I'll rank Okay. So we know Holland are top. So we know the Holland are top. countries. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to do some thinking in my head here because it's in that... Well, just, yeah, just, 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 just go top I'll one, give top you the one, list as it's written here, but this isn't the list. Yeah, this okay. isn't the order. So Norway, Iceland... Hang on, hang on. I need to write them down. Norway, Iceland, Iceland Netherlands, yep, got them. Sweden, yep. France, yep. Bulgaria, yep. Romania. Yep. Good listening, this, isn't it? Germany. Well, I'm hoping people at home are, are jotting them down as well. Yeah. Uh, Luxembourg yep. and Belgium. And what okay. we're guessing on this one is, is the amount total of... number of EV charging points that oh, these countries had. So this, okay. is the t- this isn't percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the total number. So we're going to try and put them in a... But we're going in descending order from the top. So we said Holland. Yeah, so got because, because I said that in the previous podcast, you know, so Holland, where they're even higher than I think I said, it's 90,284 <laughs> EV charging points. <laughs> when you look at their numbers, like how many cars and all that sort of stuff, yeah, they really have gone in on the... Okay, I'm but... between two for the second. Okay, so let me just have a quick look on my list. So, okay, I know who second place is. So when you're ready, Sam. I'm going to switch from what I thought. Okay. Germany. Very good. Oh, very good. Okay, I'm going to go straight into number three then. Okay. Norway. Um, it's not Norway. Oh. I'll give you the figure. 59,410 okay. was Germany. Okay. Your guess was Norway. And you were very close because the, the answer... So the, Norway are fourth. Yes, okay. <laughs> Nor- Norway are fourth and they're 18,656. Okay, so I need third. So um, third place. And I'll... France? Yes, I've given you the wrong numbers. Oh, okay. But you are right. Sorry, Norway isn't fourth. That's the only thing. Oh, okay. That's all. That's the only thing that's changed there. So you are... Yeah, it is. Uh, 90,000 for Netherlands, 59,000 for Germany, 37,000 for France. Okay. So I'm now um, looking for a number lower than 37,000 for number four. Sweden. Yes. 25,000. And he's back in the game. Number five, Norway. Yep. Eight, oh, I think I said that one. 18,500. Okay. So number on the next six. one. Hold on, let me just make sure I'm... Because they get a little bit... At some point, they get a little bit close. So let me just... Okay, yeah. Ready for six. Number six, Belgium. Very good. 13,695. Oh, the precious mountain. Now, this now. <laughs> is where the next few get a bit close. So, for me, from what I've got here, we've got Iceland, Bulgaria, Romania, and Luxembourg left. That looks right to me, yep. Okay, in seventh position, we have Ooh. Iceland. No. Damn. I was going to say Luxembourg. It was Luxembourg. Ah, yeah. no. 1782. They're such a small country. Yeah. Sneaky. But I suppose where they're positioned in between all those other bigger countries that have lots yeah. of charge points. So that's kind of really makes annoying. sense. I could have carried on my streak there. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Hold is... on. Let me just get this because I say these numbers are getting a bit close together here. Yeah. Okay. Ready for your next one. Okay. I think that one's last. So we'll leave that one till last. Okay. I am between two, obviously, because there's only three left. I'm <laughs> going to say in eighth position, we have. Romania. Gone with Romania. 
Romania is right. Ooh. Yeah, 1161. This is much more fun than the first game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So now it's whether the, I th- the one that I thought that was in last is in last. I th- oh, we haven't tallied up whether I, how many I got right. I think I've only got like two wrong here. Yeah, I think you've had seven because you had, you've had seven right. So I think you've got one wrong and we've got two left. So Okay. In ninth position is Bulgaria. It's wrong. Oh, Iceland is so yeah. small if no one lives there. 904 in Iceland oh, and then Bulgaria. Come on, Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Sort yourselves out. Bulgaria, 531. If you want to stick with this game, Sam, I can give you a another same version you know of this. It's really sad. I've just written down my score <laughs> on my piece of paper that He's no one go else home. is going to see. He's going to go home and tell his fiance yeah. that. <laughs> She'll be like, why have you just written down some countries with some numbers yes. next to them? Um, I'll, so that we don't stay on this game for the whole podcast, okay. I'll give you a choice of what you can do for the next one. We'll carry right. this on. Uh-huh. It can either be you can either pick growth of the EV infrastructure in okay. the countries, or God, that sounds dull. Growth of EV and hybrid fleet. So growth of them buying EVs let's go and with the, hybrids. Let's go with the second one. Okay. So let me just. Um, so this is all in percentages. Okay. You're going to give me the countries. Well, they're all the same countries. They did, these oh, okay. top, they did these top 10. I, I, what I'm assuming they did is they got one of the figures, oh, this is gonna be put hard. them in a rank of 10, and then added and then, these other okay. uh, parts on. Oh, I think this one's actually going to be harder. So I think um, the problem with growth is, and I'll set you up this at first, is that because obviously the lower number you start with, yeah, the better, uh, yeah. the better it was the next year after that. And so I've got my first position. Okay, I'll just help you a little bit. And that's that it does go. I mean, it's a bit odd because, yes, that is true what I've just said. Yeah, yeah. But also, some nations are known for buying EVs and it's not like they've slowed down. So it goes yeah. both ways. But yeah, if you want to give me your, your first. Uh, I'm a bit less confident. Oh, you got your pride after the last yeah. one, Sam. You really need to be. Uh... So for everyone listening at home, if, you, if you've just cottoned on to the fact we're playing this game <laughs> and you, you, had, you didn't write the, the countries down so far, I'll give you them very quickly. So you've got Norway, Iceland, Netherlands, Sweden, France, Bulgaria, Romania, Germany, Luxembourg and Belgium. So those are your countries and you need to put them in order of the growth of their EV and hybrid fleet. So that's how many more they're buying now than they were previously okay and we want to have the time frame for that i'm pretty sure like yeah just give me a second because i've got to lean away from my mic only only just in case it makes difference like if it was the growth from yeah 20 years ago to now no no it's it's one year it's 2020 to 2021 okay number one position is let me just let me just double check that's yes do you want to go from one to ten or ten to one uh up to you no, okay, no, we'll do it from the top again because okay. you did the other ones from the top. I don't want to confuse anyone. Right. Number one yep. is probably going to be wrong. So I'm going to start off with the loss and say Iceland. No. No, okay, that's fine. It was one of those, they were sort of like yeah, a dark go horse. For a because there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm, Holland. It's not Holland. Norway. No. Germany. <laughs> right. I need, to get one, off the, I need to get off the mark. Number one, you not got it right. Okay, so you okay. can't have a point for this. So it's France. And they had a growth. Oh, come on. They had a growth of 215.74%, which makes makes a lot of sense when we think about when we're talking about electric cars coming to market and hybrids, plug in hybrids that 
Uh, no the, one cares because I got it wrong. <laughs> but a lot of the French manufacturers have really started to increase their production just over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably why their their numbers so high. Okay, number two, Germany. Number two is just give me a second. Um, not looking good, guys. No, no, I just have to because that's not, they, it's not looking confident for me. France, <laughs> the jury's out. France were the only one in the two hundreds of percentages. Yeah, so yeah. I've got to go into the hundreds and then just see who's got the highest. It is not Germany. Okay. I'll give you one more guess before you lose oh, any so chance. I only get two point. on each one. Okay. Uh, Holland. It's not Holland. Oh, this is appalling. <laughs> uh, Romania. Oh. 140.84% growth. This is absolutely dreadful. But it shows you where the drop-offs happen now. We, mm-hmm. had, we had a really high figure. Yeah, yeah. We're now sort of into the low hundreds. Yeah, um, for sure. I'll tell you, it was not going to help you much, but I'll tell you the next country... Is a Central European country. No, it was it was just a very close number to that 140 percent. But oh, that doesn't necessarily okay. help. No, me it doesn't help. Doesn't help me at no. all, does it? Germany. <laughs> uh, when when you eventually get Germany, this well, no, I'm you know. just thinking that there's a lot of German manufacturers and they make yeah. a lot of electric yeah. cars. It's but a great it's point. Wrong. It's but it is wrong. All right. So my second guess, Norway. Is oh, they're already going to happen. Also wrong. Oh, this is awful. Uh, Bulgaria was the oh, answer. Why? Obviously, they only had five. They were the lowest on the other one. But the growth, because of that 530 cars, they've obviously bought most of them in the last year. It was 137%. I do not want to play this game anymore. <laughs> uh, next country, Sam. Uh, who knows? Luxembourg. Uh, what am I wanting percentage-wise? It's a bit close. A bit close between a couple, but... It said Luxembourg, Luxembourg, and it's not Luxembourg. No, no, of course it's not. It's probably something like Iceland. Not Iceland either. No. This was the time <laughs> to go in with your uh, Norway guess, Sam. Ah. So it's Norway, 116. Verging on not being able to get 50% here. Yeah. But then it's Okay, should... position so... five. Germany. You see, I think this is harder. Because, as I said, because the mm. figures can... You just don't know what country... You don't know what they... I don't know what their figures were before, so... Like, I don't no. know how many people bought well, them in that. Like, we did. All of the Germans could own an electric vehicle currently, and no one's bought one in a year. That's true. Yeah. But you could, I suppose you could look at the charge points and things like this that. This is also so. post pandemic. So people this might not well, have been buying during. Oh, okay. 2020 to 21. Oh, people had loads of money. Well, a lot of people, I suppose a lot of these electric car companies and, <clears throat> and the plug in hybrids the same. They do a lot of this internet ordering. Yeah. Where you can have it d- delivered. Okay. To your house. I'm going to change it from Germany to Holland. Okay, sorry, let me just um, get the answer. What was the last answer I gave you, Sam? Norway. Norway were 115%, so I'm looking for this one. You've gone Holland. Holland is wrong. Ugh. You can have your second guess, because I didn't. Belgium. At last, Sam. Hey! At last. And he's off the mark. <laughs> 111.24% growth. Okay. Um, Holland. It's not Holland. Oh, do one. Um, Sweden. Double check that. And it's not Sweden either. I oh, can now only get fifty percent. <laughs> it was that was close. It was close in percentages. Um, it was Luxembourg, a hundred and six point nine seven percent. Okay. So next one on the list must be Germany now. Surely we're going Germany again. Let's have a little look. What number we're we looking for? One hundred and six. Next one. One. So, Miles was really prepared for this game. Not this final bit of it, no. 
<laughs> no, it's not Germany, mate. Uh, Holland. <laughs> it's just a man in it's despair. It's not, not Holland either. Oh, okay, it's Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, 101.31%. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's not going to help you much, but that's the, that's the end of the 100%. Oh, fantastic. So we're going below 100% now. Holland. <laughs> he says, <laughs> in absolute resignation. <laughs> I've got one right. Uh, let's have a look. We're out of the hundreds, so I'm looking for the highest below that. And it's not Holland. If it's Germany this time, I'm going to be fuming. Let's have a look. It's not Iceland. Okay. It is Iceland. Brilliant. So now it's between the two that I've been guessing since go You've one. literally been guessing the lowest percentage increases. Yeah. But then I suppose these two... Can countries... I get these two the right way around? So it was 94.23% for, uh, for, for Iceland there. And I'll, I'll tell you this, Sam. Just... Because it's not going to help you much, but I'll give you the figures. One of them's increased by 65.35%, the other by 6423 So this right. whole thing, you've been guessing these two very close low end. Holland plays Germany. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Holland beat Germany. Okay, so you're going to go Holland. It's wrong. Ah, fantastic. Of course <laughs> that it was, is. That really wasn't your game, was it? The Dutch are really annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Dutch had 65.35% uh, growth. Right. On my pad, and stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> and the Germans were the, yeah, the lowest growth, but starting from, I would guess, a higher number. Because like you said, the Germans have a lot oh. of car manufacturers that mm -hmm. have been doing probably not so much uh, sole EVs, but they've been doing hybrids, like plug-in hybrid for quite a while now, particularly BMW. They've been pushing that technology. Yeah. So I think that's where that skew of them not increasing as much. And also... I wonder how many more restrictions there were in because yeah, that could have possibly. played into that into yeah. those. So don't feel too hard on yourself, mate. That was I don't. One. I got really well on the other one. So that was good. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that was good. And I hope anyone at home listening enjoyed that. If you were in the car or at home, you able hmm. to play along, then great. So, bit of car news next, Sam. Yeah, what have you got for us? BMW. They mm -hmm. are about to release. When this podcast comes out, I think it would have possibly had its reveal. I can't remember the um, the date the embargo lifts. So, but actually, no, it probably wouldn't have been released. But BMW M2, okay, it's going to be the last combustion only M car ever built. Wow, about to be released. Um, so it's going to have the three liter six cylinder turbocharged yeah. engine. Don't know a lot of the specs. BMW sort of keeping it. Got the price? Rack. Not got no. a price on it, no. I but imagine quite a lot. The thing is, is that I, I, I think we've discussed this before, and I see the M2 as having stepped into the BMW M3's previous... Yeah, the M3 yeah. has kind of moved up. The M5's moved up. They've all moved up mm -hmm. in size and price. Yeah. So the M2's filling that space. And I think years ago, you'd sort of say an M3 was 50,000. If the M2 is 60,000, that probably would be... I don't want to say that's the right money because it still yeah. feels like a lot for the, the what would be the entry uh, M yeah. car. And depending on your view of having all this technology, some people may like having plug-in hybrids or the electric boost. So you're not getting that. And so then you have to question what you're getting for your money. But what, the answer, I suppose, to us would be a lot of M, M engineering. Why did they never make a 1M? So they did. Well, make they, a, they couldn't call it the M1, obviously. So they did. They did have a a, a supercar, yeah, which was the 1M, yeah, or, yeah, the, or the M1. I mean, since um, obviously they, bringing 
Yeah, so they the one series back. Do you, if you remember the first time they did a one series, it was the one M. Oh, so really? we had the M2, but the mm-hmm. car before that was the one M, and they wouldn't name it M1 yeah. because of their supercar. And the motorway. Yes. <laughs> and after that, well, the M2 is probably. Yeah, that's not as good. Um, not as good. Then. And the M3 and the M4. Yeah, and the M5. Yeah. And the M6. But it is just, uh, <laughs> I, actually, I'll take you off into a note on that on the side in a second. But that's um, one of the things now is that BMW didn't want to name it, and that's why they brought in the two series because they had oh, the one okay. M. It was a sales success, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, instead of having a one series and a one series coupe and a one series convertible, why don't we have the two series, and then right, a hatchback okay. is a one series?" And then they decided to confuse it further by having a two series active tourer, which is a people mover. I would say it's not quite a people carrier. Yeah. So yeah. Then they they sort of you know made it difficult there. Not a good looking car that. No, really wasn't <laughs> terrible thing. And the, there was the first front wheel drive BMW. And it just, yes, I don't know. That's to me where you start. If you're a real BMW fan, you look at that and you think, mm. I don't like you. It's not for, <laughs> you're, it's not you're, for me. you're the start of problems. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now you have the one series. Not the problem gone. child. Yes. <laughs> now the one series has obviously gone problem Taking some bad turns. Is this an interesting point? I heard this earlier. And I, I've never thought about it before. I don't know why it's never. I, I suppose because the UK is a little bit different. But in Europe, generally speaking, Car manufacturers do not name their cars. So okay. if you tell me a European manufacturer, there are a few okay. that gives cars names. Because, for example, Audi, A3, A4, well, A5, VW. A6, Golf. Yeah. So, so VW do. Yeah. Vauxhall do. Uh, Vauxhall, yeah, UK. Uh, the the, the um, French do. Sayat do. Sayat do. Cooper do. So you think you get, I mean, a lot, but I'll, I'll give you the other side of this. Oh, I know you will, because you'll say Volvo, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, Polestar. Jaguar. Jag. Yeah, Jaguar. X-Type, um, F-Type. MG. Yeah, Z, the all coded yeah. sort of ZS and then things like that. Yeah, so I don't think, I, I think I got more than you thought I'd get off the bat. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, you did a good job there. Um, I'm particularly impressed, actually, you think of things like Cupra, because I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of any obscure. Obviously, Saab, when they were making cars, it was the 9.3, the 9.5. Yeah, I would have said them, but obviously they don't exist. Yep. Uh, Alfa Romeo. Um, Alfa Romeo, name it. Yeah, if we look over some of the, them. Yes. They don't, they don't obviously name all of them. Uh, over in the UK, we have Aston Martin, uh, Lotus. Oh, of course, oh, I'm devastated they didn't say Aston Martin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lotus. Uh, Land Rover, yeah. Name all their vehicles. But Koenigsegg. Koenigsegg. If we are going to go, name them. Uh, but even if we go to the likes of Ferrari, yeah. Well, now they, they always have a name there. Well, I say yeah. always. They had the three sixty Modena, yeah. And then the four thirty, which just was the F four thirty. And then they had the no, but then they have a Scuderia version. So they have a Scuderia version, but that's a track version. Yeah. Okay. So this is the thing: is they would bring in a name, but it's just basically saying f430 race yeah <laughs> rather than it being like a, a renault a spas or a renault clio or yeah. a like your examples you know a seat leon mm-hmm. so it was it but the the thing was if we go over to the states go over there yeah they name all of them i suppose pretty they? much all their cars Apart have names ford with their pickup truck yeah that's a good point but they usually add one on after so like with ferrari they'll have a like an f150, f-150 king raptor. ranch raptor yeah all this sort of stuff i think even chevrolet might Although theirs has got a name Silverado. Anyway. Yeah, because it's got yeah. a name, hasn't it? So. Um, but it was just an interesting distinction. Yeah. Companies do that. When you go to Japan, uh, 
just <laughs> takes us to that next point the toyota toyota are just releasing as we're making this podcast their all electric car their first one mm-hmm. and they've called it the bz i think it's the bz4x i mean just come up with a name uh, this is i think toyota don't want to i think toyota are being forced to make Why? an electric car because of pressure of the world <laughs> and so Sorry. and so their idea is they're like right okay well we're just going to give it a horrid name so it so we can say look buy a corolla or you can buy this thing it's just some numbers over in the corner yeah <laughs> looks good on a spreadsheet yes <laughs> but yeah i don't know i don't know why they're doing it but it's just imagine, so you imagine saying oh, you know currently in your house you'd say oh i'm just going to take the layout up to the yeah, yeah, garage and fill it up. Yeah, well, I'm just going to take the BZ706 know, down the road. Odd, isn't it? It's like you sound like a right tool. Do you remember when McLaren started this with the MP-12? Oh, where it had or C. Yes, they started off with a really stupidly yeah. long. Name. And then they realised that maybe that's not a great idea, and they just then just they shortened it. And now their yeah. latest car, which is also just releasing this week, I think the embargo lifted a few days ago. Okay, uh, it's called the Atura. Um, it doesn't sound like a McLaren. No, well, they they also they released it in Spain, I think. The yeah, Atura sounds like a Seat I, I or thought a Coupe. Just a bit odd. If you release a car late June and you're a British manufacturer, mm-hmm. I'd have it in. I don't know. Put put it in a track in Silverstone or go up to yeah. Scotland or somewhere. I mean, there's per- Wales. There's perfectly good parts, beautiful parts of the UK. And this time, I could I could understand if they were launching a supercar in January. Yes, yeah, maybe don't take it around don't. Silverstone. Let's not release that. In Here the it is, UK. sideways. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I think it, I think it was Spain they picked. Yeah, that's weird. It doesn't sound like that's not a McLaren name. I think they've messed up there slightly. Some of them apparently had some um, issues. Did they? Which resulted in, I think, by the time this goes out, it'll be fine to say it. Uh, some heat, lot of heat. Was it like? When the four five eight first came out, yes. and they were all catching on fire. Yeah. And do you remember Top Gear went and they did James and May had one. Yeah, and they had the shirts. The shirts. Had, <laughs> I, I think fire. to be fair to McLaren, I think it was two pr- prototypes that. Well, it's two more prototypes than you want. To well, they've got fire. two less prototypes <laughs> now. That's for a bit sure. like Rimac when they get, they had one. They yes. had their concept one of one car of it, Couldn't and they were like, "Huh." Yeah. We lent it out to some bloke, and he's uh, not brought it back. Well, he's not brought it back, and it's still on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great marketing though oh yeah they fantastic have, they couldn't have paid it's for... made it a household name yeah exactly yeah and now they own bugatti so that's uh yeah know. well bugatti have kind of lost their charm for me have they yeah since the one that we've got on the desk here since the viron yeah that was like well that was obviously when they first made a i don't want to say made a name for themselves because they've been around for ages but probably made a a large global name for themselves if you like it's like your your car lovers would always have known of Bugatti. Yes. But then suddenly everybody had heard of Bugatti. I see what you're saying. You're saying it became more of a household name. Yeah. That if, if uh, 20, 30 years ago, they had the EB110. Mm-hmm. But if you had gone to your friend's house and you'd seen a car tear past you, you'd been like some bloke was driving as if he had a Ferrari. Yeah. And everyone would have got the context of what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, if you said, oh, this boat's got a Bugatti, like, what's that? Is you're that a bike? Trying, hang on, there's a, <laughs> what, that vintage thing? Because they, they did make some great stuff years Oh, yeah, and years exactly, ago, yeah, yeah. But, and then it was a bit slow to... And right, then it, kids at school would have known when these came about. They would have got kids the Kids at school would have been, like, oh, I've got a Bugatti. Yeah. And then they went from... Where did they go from there? They went from there to the Super Sport of this. Yeah, so then, it was Viren, Viren Super then, Sport. Did it then go straight to the Chiron? No, they did several further iterations of the Veyron because they but the were next model was the Chiron. Oh, the next model the next complete yeah you know, new car so then they went from the Chiron and then since then they've made about 86 cars 
from what I see. Every day I go on Instagram <laughs> and you scroll, scroll through the reels on Instagram or yeah. you go on the search thing. Yeah. Bugatti come up a lot because I obviously search a lot of car stuff or look at a lot of car stuff. Yeah. And it seems like Bugatti have got 85 models. There's a Devo uh, from memory. Is there is a Bugatti? Yes, yeah, yeah, sorry, that is. But that, all of these, so I just want to tell our listeners just in case they're not too up to date with it. Mm-hmm. They are basing all these off the Chiron. You're absolutely right. Oh, yeah, right. they're just You're changing the members yeah, slightly. Which is very odd to me because people are paying quite extortionate amounts of money yeah for this like the diva i think was five oh, million yeah i mean they're all they're all sort of 2.5 plus yeah outrageous amounts of there money, was yeah. a really nice one i don't know if you can find it if you i'm if just sorry Sam, i'm just stuff. trying to find a different car that was um pagani okay well while you do that i shall talk and search for the one that well, I am sam's looking. multitasking everyone well you know one of us has got to do something good on this podcast there we go <laughs> Oh, oh sorry, new... I thought you were carrying on. <laughs> no, uh, I was going to say, the new Lotus uh, Amira has also uh, started having track testing and reviews and everything has properly come oh, out okay. by that car. So I'm still... Oh, sorry, Sam, do you want to... I'll yeah, come on to so that. they did, in one of their Chiron variants, they made a Devo with a one-off paint job. And I think I've showed you it before. It's called the Devo Ladybug. Okay. Which is one of the nicest-looking cars I've ever seen. However... It's a bit too much. So I'm just so gone. you can see it. No, I'm just going to show you this. <laughs> All right, okay, we can show each other. Let me have a look at your one. The paint job on it's amazing. Is that the? Is that's, that the that's Devo? a Devo, but right. it's got a, it's got a one-off custom paint job on it called the Ladybug, which I thought was a fantastic car. So if someone wants to search at home, they search Devo D I V O. Just type in Bugatti Ladybug, and it comes straight up. Okay. Um, I wanted to say there's another one of these cars, and I. I can only think it's just that there's a lot of people with a lot of money at the minute. Mm-hmm. They're hearing the stories of combustion's going to end, and so they yep. want to put a, a engined vehicle. Okay. I don't know how else to put it, but or a combustion yeah, yeah. engine vehicle in their garage. This is the Pagani. Pagani. Pagani, either. Yeah, Not I know. Because I, I was trying to say the last bit right. <laughs> so the Pagani Huayra. Yep, I was going to say, is it Huayra? Yeah, and it's uh, the long tail. Okay. So it's a McLaren F1 GT. <laughs> so what they've done is, is <laughs> they've just got their regular Huayra and they've put a, yeah. a long time. It looks like an F1 it. GT yes. back in the day. Uh, I know listeners will be thinking, how, how, am I, how am I supposed to spell that? Instead of trying to spell all of it, just Pagani, um, P-A-G-A-N-I, and then do long Is it H-Y? It is H. H-Y-H. Oh. Well, you just, I'll just, you had it open on your phone. So I've just closed it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll move on from I that. I think it is HYU. I thought it was HYU or HYW or something. All oh, right. Anyway. Or something like that. But um, yeah, my, so my point is just to finish off with the Bugatti. Yeah. They lost a lot of their charm for me when they're just churning out different Specials. variations of a car, naming it something different and just selling one or two of them for stupid prices. Whereas they had the Veyron, obviously they didn't make tons of them. Hundreds. But that's, yeah. that's what they made. I think this is the problem. Same is with Kynexec. When you're selling to an audience that have essentially unlimited i mean the people buying these it's not either they're, oh, not, yeah, they're not just buying not anything going, shall i buy the ferrari la ferrari for example yeah. or the porsche 918 oh, i'll just buy both of them and i can have both and go from there i think that's the problem is that then you start to say to them well if you're willing to give us an extra mm-hmm. million pounds your one can be slightly different to your neighbors yeah and it will just be a paint job and it'll be paint, or it'll have different wheels on it, or, or it'll they'll have do different trim. Yeah, so or they'll put a spoiler on the back or a spoiler. I mean, okay, look, these are huge engineering achievements, but they are very fun because they can't really change the original design. No, 
because the original design is what's got them so far. Well, from a business perspective, it makes sense. Oh, definitely. Because you can you then create rarity. Yeah. And there will be people that there are a lot of people, and I'm not shunning the people that do travel around the world looking for these cars, like just to spot them driving around yeah, in yeah. London or Madrid or Milan or or any of these places. I saw a big thing on Instagram uh, in Montreal because mm-hmm. the Grand Prix had happened. Yeah. Uh, the weekend just gone for us as we're recording, and there was a Ferrari Enzo. Wow. Driving around Montreal. And so, uh, yeah, people were very I'm just, excited. If you about can that. talk just for a second about that, yeah. I just want there's a, there's a, a one person who does go around looking for cars. I just want to find okay. who it is, but I want to get them right. So the Lotus Amira has also been released and started being testing. I still feel, for me, I, I understand that Lotus are in the position they're in. They do need to move this last ever combustion engine vehicle, and it will still be brilliant in its way of being a Lotus yeah. to not talk too much about it. I still feel that they had they just hit the nail on the head so well with the Elise for their last sort of effort, if you like, in combustion engines to not be a new Elise. And I say that, yeah. I know that they probably can't build the Elise anymore because it today, every car has to be able to withstand you know, just absolutely punishing amounts of uh, degradation and impacts and be driven by people that, are going to attempt to start it when it's on its roof and all this sort of ridiculous stuff (laughs) that you can't build something and say, look, this thing really is a track vehicle that has license plates, you know, be careful and go on the right roads. But it's not got, you know, it's only got a 1.8 sort of thing. Yeah. People now just go, oh, it's only got 1.8. It's only got 140 horsepower. It's like, that's a lot. (laughs) I've driven a Lotus Elise. And you don't need tell you when I think that there's a supercharged Exige, Mm-hmm. I just think, how switched on would you have to be to get, like the the Elise was immediate. I mean, yeah. immediate. Apart from ele- electric vehicles, it is the only vehicle I've driven that I could say, you know, you put your foot down, and it's there. It, it was immediate, and mm-hmm. I, I know there's very powerful cars I've driven. And there's also vehicles that have huge torque figures, and people will say, oh, they're all very very quick. Yes, but this was the throttle pedal is. It felt like it was directly attached to the wheels. It didn't go through yeah. an engine and a gearbox. It just felt like if I pressed the throttle an inch down, I went faster. It was so, so sensitive. And that yeah. was when I got out of it, I got back into a normal car again. It, it took time to adjust back. So that's how special that was. And I'm, I'm not knocking the Amira in it. I just feel a little bit sad that they weren't able to give us a last Elise. You know? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but go on, Sam, what were you going to say? No, I was just talking about when oh, probably, about we've probably spotters. moved on with the conversation now, but there's a an Instagram account. I just came across it a while ago, and I'll give them a shout out. I don't think that they'll be too no, bothered because yeah. yeah, they've yeah. got 30,000 followers, so yeah, I'm sure so, they're not going to be yeah. too fussed about yeah. us giving them a shout out. But it's called Master Krishan, so that's Master and then K-R-I-S-H-A-N on Instagram. And he is based in London, from what I can tell. I, mean, I don't know a lot about him. But I'll just show you. I'll scroll through his Instagram for you. Can you see the screen? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. So he literally just he goes around London taking pictures of like Bugattis and all this sort of stuff that he finds in London. Pretty impressive is, stuff. Isn't it? Yeah, that, see, that's quite cool. But this is what Bugatti and people like that to bring it back round to what the original point was. That's who they're catering for now. They're creating the rarity, and then they're getting people like that that will go out and yeah. they look for these cars, yeah. and that's what puts them out there. Yeah, but yeah. it's a shame. Because there's so many different variants of one car. I think the other thing... People might love it. I might I might be in the minority of people that don't enjoy it. I just... I prefer it when... Like, sort of, if we went back 10 years, 
yeah. when they had, oh, Bugatti, they make the Veyron. Or Koenigsegg, they make the CCX or whatever they made 10 years ago. Rather than they make 10 examples yeah. of this Yeah, oh, they make the Devo. Oh, have you seen the Devo 1X652 <laughs> with the red yeah. and yellow paint job? I think the big thing is, I see, I quite like cars when there's a mild amount of, for example, the Porsche 911. You can buy it as a Carrera. Yeah. Okay. Now, the Carrera is the same body shape mm -hmm. as a GT2 RS. For a car person, you know the difference. Yeah. You can see it. Do they still do a GT2 RS? They, on the newest 992, they are at the point of the 993 is out, the 993 touring is out. GT2 RSs are usually given very short production windows. Because the, so the I don't believe... 996 version, which is the one that I really liked, yes. that was just like a turbo, but more. Well, it was it like a but GT3 it wasn't, it wasn't, and a turbo sort of? Yeah, but it wasn't together. a track car. Like um, it wasn't stripped out as a track car from from my knowledge. No, it was, was pretty it? stripped out. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, it wasn't. Okay. So I thought it was like the ultimate, ultimate sort of in terms of luxury. They they sort of get over the, a turbo, but you do get a little bit more than you would if you just put those two together. Okay. And then so you don't nine... just get like scaffolding and half a seat that you get in the GT3 uh, hours. No, it's a little bit. I think the, the the difference is you can probably spec a little bit more. It's, that's probably well am i just thinking of the gt2 as opposed to gt2 rs ah, back on the 996 yes. the gt2 was that's, just uh, that's the difference that was just like the luxurious turbo if you like because it looked like a turbo well the gt2 has always had the gt pack stuff yeah. on it all the fast right, stuff okay. but you're yeah, sorry, I, understand that was, what I was you're thinking, thinking of the wrong thing yeah so then because i remember seeing one in the porsche showroom back when i was there we go. That's or however right. old I was. Yeah. And my mum had taken me to the Porsche garage and I saw one there and I was like, wow, that is the car. You essentially saw the first time they... Because the GT3 and GT2... GT3 came out in the 996 generation. At the beginning, they released like a GT3 that they just sort of threw things at and gave it mm -hmm. a go and saw if they had any customers. Yeah. Then they realised they had lots of customers. Right. So then they made a bit more of a dedicated i'd say gt3 and, mm -hmm. and porsche will say this themselves the early gt3s are not necessarily gt3s they're carreras that then had bits put on them at the factory yeah then they really honed the idea of gt3 and then from that years on but like that gt2 you're talking about i think it had an 18 month window like it's a very short oh, okay because it, the, you are talking how much they are i'm gonna have a look by your yeah i see if they are out i don't think you can buy one on the 992 generation no, i'm gonna have a look for a 996 one okay so they did them in the 997 generation uh 991 i believe they also did them so okay. and if so for anyone listening to us sam and i are just basically all we're saying with those numbers is they've made them from sort of two i think the first one's about 03 and they've continued making them every now and again throughout their production until now just we're just giving the chassis codes for them yeah yeah the next bit of news that i wanted to you can before you go you can buy yeah, there on. are for sale six 996 GT2s. How much are they? Well, that's today? what I was about to ask you. Or oh, a quarter of a million. Do you know what? I'll tell you what, let's go with the cheapest and the most expensive. <laughs> let's go with so the Miles one. <laughs> the, which one would Miles buy? Well, he wouldn't because he wouldn't be able to afford it. No, yeah, definitely. How much do you think the cheapest one is? And I'll give you some stats on it. It is a 2003 53 Reg, and it's got 34,000 miles on it. It's black. In fact, they're all black. All the ones on here are black. I just can't see that a GT2 on that age. It must be considered a modern classic now. So, okay, I'll, I'll bring my, this is the cheapest one. I'll bring my aim down a little bit to 180. No, it's sure it's 109,000. Wow. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to say it's a bargain because you can buy a house no. in certain parts of the country for that. But even so. So the most expensive on Auto Trader this is, with yeah. a quick search, is a 2002 02 Reg. Yeah. It's 
got 11,900 miles on it. Yeah. I shall show you the car. It's nice. Very nice. So you've seen uh, it. Was it? I, I don't know why people hate the 996 generation. Oh, it's so my favourite one. <laughs> I know. I, it is, I, maybe age has helped it, but I don't know. I think it's What good do you car. think? I'll give you a clue, just to help you out. It is less than you originally said. Oh, okay. 186,000. That's not too bad. It's 174. Oh, okay. So quite cheap. It's, I mean, uh, well, you say quite cheap. Relative. I mean, it's, it's over half the value of my house. Yes. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that we just assume anything now that's rare like that. You said there's six. Six for sale on Autotrader. I'm sure yeah. if you were, I'm sure can a you, lot of them are more specialists. Can you just of. look how many GT2s in total are for sale on uh, Autotrader? I can't on Autotrader because you have to put the... Oh, you have to put in you first the... So you put model 911 yeah, and then okay. it goes on to model variant and then it, you have to put 964 okay, and 991. Can you, can you tell us if there is any 992 mm-hmm. GT2s? There are not. Can you see if there's a 991 or if they just were GT2 RS? 991. I mean, this thing, they might not Just GT2 RS on Morto Trader. Yeah. But there's 10 of them for sale. What sort of money are they? They are lowest price. What do we think? 350,000. No. 299. Oh, what was Most that? expensive. 550. 359. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not too much. And that's with 6,000 miles on it. Okay. Okay. Just, just anyway, sorry, you were talking about something else. I rudely interrupted you. No, it's fine. It's... Can you remember what it was? Uh, it was the next news story, which yes, is sorry. much. I just we're going to bring the viewer, the listeners, and possibly viewers, depending on which parts we put on YouTube. Yeah, right back down to earth, Sam, to okay. where we all want to talk about cars, where we could actually afford to buy okay. any of them, or even if you had the money, would be willing to actually go out and buy one. Right, Dacia. Oh, good. Have a new badge. Oh, a new badge. A new badge. They did need to update their badge because their badge was a little bit. Bland. It looked like their badge looked like... It was like, a bit um, custard, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's just you know, there. You know the old <laughs> Rover badges they used to fit to 90s Rovers? Yeah, it no, that like... had more about it. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> but it was like that sort of thing where you just put a shield on the car yeah. and then write your name on it, basically. So yeah, they've got... Uh, the front is going to become a DC and I think they're doing this as some sort of... Cl- because it's Dacia. Yeah, yeah. I think they're doing it as this clever way of, well, one day we'll be electric and we'll be DC. You know? Oh, okay. Right. Uh, even if they're in, is it a, a Peugeot changed their badge recently? Yes, because very looks, recently looks a bit rubbish. I actually think I did the news story on them. Uh, quite, uh, was, uh, I'm just going to check it's if a it's few the months one back. that I thought it was. Um, it's a few months back, but yeah, they did. They updated their badge uh, for a new one, and they 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 did they announced it quite a while ago. But I think the first cars yeah, it is. to receive them are only just sort of coming into showrooms. So that's probably don't right. like it. That's fair. Just a personal opinion, obviously, but I'm not not a fan. Although the old Peugeot badge wasn't exactly a, a world beater. Would it put was you it? off buying a Peugeot? Uh, many other things would probably put me off buying a Peugeot before the badge. Right. So possibly you're not their audience. I, I know. Do you know what? I don't think I am their audience, <laughs> right. if I'm honest. The, the odd thing I was going to say with Dacia... Unless I'm buying like a 205 GTI. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or... Cracking little car. 306 GTI. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not a bad car. No, it's not at all. If you, if you want an old banger. <laughs> guy I used to work with a 306 GTI and he would not hear a bad thing said about it and I sort of you know I, it wasn't Did you I, just you know rib him every day and say well it is a Peugeot mate yeah no I just sort of I didn't see what was special about it but it, to, yeah. actually do you know what I'm going to call myself a hypocrite then because we had a conversation on a we podcast did. probably a few months uh, well not even probably a month ago yeah. now saying that people shouldn't judge cars on historic names because we said that Hyundai we're getting that with yeah, the i30n yeah. people yeah. saying 
war. It's just I a think it was there. even you, particularly Sam, who yeah, no, this I did. Out. And yeah. do you know what? I shall apologise to yes. Peugeot, <laughs> and I shall change my ways because you shouldn't. Well, but also, in fairness, Peugeot don't make many nice cars. Also, I think it was you that said you quite like and would even buy if it was yes. put out there the new three hundred eight GTI. Yes, I think there's one. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a GTI. No, there was just a really nicely spec yeah. three hundred eight. Oh, or 3008. So there we go. Or whatever it is. Is it 308 or is it 3008? Uh, no, 308. So I think 3008 is still the SUV. Okay. Oh, size. yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there yeah, we Dacia, go. New An badge. apology for me. Okay. Which is very rare. Well, we'll try and uh, squeeze a few out of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so front badge will be a DC. Rear will just be the words Dacia. Well, looks I was going to say, is it going to be an A, an I, and an A? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's like a crossword. I thought it was a bit odd because usually I don't know many companies that go, okay, we'll have one badge on the front. Yeah, it's odd. And a different badge yeah. on the back. I mean, some do, but I'm struggling to think of uh, another one straight off the top DS? of my head. DS? Do, um, do they have something different on the front? I know the back badge looks like it's that sort of weird DS looking. Yeah, sign, no, no. It? It's usually within the grill and it's a DS. Oh, okay. So. All right. Fair enough. Um, Polestar at the moment don't usually have a front badge from what I understand oh really uh, just... I still think they're really nice looking cars I saw one today yeah on the way here I think the only thing with them is and I'll, I'll take back do you remember previously I said to you about the Hyundai Ionic Hyundai Ionic 5 yeah hatchback, and you weren't that impressed with it I said oh it's a good looking car no I'm not still not impressed with it I saw well, one of those no, days. No, <laughs> I, I was going to say I t- I've taken my view back about it I one passed me the other day it was so big yeah, they are. I'd, massive. I'd only seen it in pictures when we had the conversation and then saw one. And it's basically like someone said, I'm going to design a small people carrier. Yeah, but it, I was just about, I was genuinely, I was just about to say, it looks like a people, people carrier that's fallen off its stilts. Yeah. And, and I, it's got the, somehow it's got the size of a people carrier, but yeah. low to the floor, which doesn't sound like it makes any sense. But no. this is what uh, I was going to say, Persia also doing with that sort of 308. It's, Three double oh eight, and mm-hmm. it, it all basically that they're, they're still hatchbacks. Yeah, from the point of view of what they can actually do. Yeah, it's a bit, like the have... t- a bit like the sorry, I just broken your pen. Um, it's a bit like the T Mark. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't buy such st- substandard equipment, mate. Yeah, well, well you haven't to... bought this. You've got this free from. Where have I, got I know from? exactly where you've got this free from. You got it free from a friend that used to work at the currency exchange. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which means you've had this for a long time. Yeah, it's just been in a tray. I thought I'd give it to you. Um, yeah, why not? I've broken it. Yeah, brilliant. So that was two episodes that last thing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've moved the other plane so far away that I can't you break can't it break anymore. You can't break the plane, yeah. <laughs> I could throw this bit of pen at it and see if I can break it. What else have you got? Have we got other stuff? News-wise? Uh, news-wise. Sorry, I wasn't just saying what else have you got for the podcast. I, I meant have you got any other news? Oh. Because we've been rambling for a while. Um, It probably won't make a difference to a lot of people here but if just in case they work they, they'll probably know about it by the time we release the podcast but just in case they've missed it the government have dropped their plug-in grant oh yeah you did say about this did i mention they? it before and no no it's just to me you didn't okay. mention it in so it was about, i think it was 1500 quid they were basically saying everyone should buy a plug-in whether it's well actually they were saying everyone should buy an electric car there used to be one for plug-in hybrids they got rid of that yeah. And they reintroduced one if you're going to buy an electric car, as long as it was less than £32,000. Mm-hmm. They've now got rid of that. Told people to still buy electric cars, but they're, okay. not, going to, they're not going to help fund them anymore. The taxpayer <laughs> isn't, which I suppose is fair enough. Um, there is another side that I just wanted to bring up. Boris Johnson, when he came to power, and this isn't politics, so don't worry, everyone. He said uh, amongst a load of meetings for some eco 
and stuff that right we had a 2040 deadline for getting rid of petrol and diesel sale mm-hmm. 2035 it got, got brought forward to and then he said i'm going to go for 2030 yeah and he made a very well made an effort to make it clear that it wasn't that you would be able to buy hybrid it was the end of combustion engines right okay that appears from what i understand to have been walked back good and that 2030 so you will not be able to buy a purely combustion engine vehicle in 2030 however considering the fact most manufacturers don't i'm just trying to think of most new are moving cars, to hybrids anyway aren't they i'm trying to think of new cars that i've reported in the last three months that, that didn't, aren't a hybrid yeah, they or didn't, some sort of hybrid didn't offer even at least a mild hybrid because mm-hmm. a lot of them say mild hybrid and it's, yeah, yeah. Mm, it's just a car <laughs> yeah so it's just a big big sort of alternator battery type yeah. thing i mean yeah okay you can attach it to the crank and give you a little bit of boost and it's all fair enough but it's not yeah as yeah. most people think of a hybrid it now appears and i'm saying this not as a full statement because whenever you say anything and you repeat what the government have said well it, you look like a fool yeah because they're going to change their <laughs> mind and then i've said it but i just want to put it out there that it looks like hybrids will continue the difference will be is they have to be able to run a substantial again there's no figures to this a substantial amount of time on electric power right okay that's a proper government statement to make yeah a substantial amount of time we consider a substantial amount of time to be three and a half minutes exactly is it do you have to do 30 miles or 400 miles in here exactly but but at 2035 they're still putting a cut off that you'll have to go fully electric which okay. again, I think I think that's probably going to get moved back again. I There's, think whenever will, anybody promises something that's that far in the future, if if I look at the manufacturing we have in the UK for uh, for cars, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people think, oh, we don't make cars here. Yes, we do. We make a yeah, lot. Make a just, lot. Well, yeah, it was shown on a TV program a yes, few years ago, wasn't it? It's just that we don't make a lot of British. We don't have a lot of British-owned companies left. No, but we make a lot of stuff. Here. We do make a lot of stuff. This is why, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Uh, when Aston Martin was sort of bought up by a, a small conglomerate of people. I don't want to say it's not a conglomerate. It was a, a group of people headed by Lawrence Stroll. Mm-hmm. People will know this because of the Formula One. And I thought, well, that kind of makes it today a British company again. Yeah. So I wanted to be a bit involved in that. But um, just a point of that was sort of my interest on that side of things. The, the, the thing for what we actually produce, you know, Toyota. Sunderland yeah, yeah. and Toyota, you can't separate. Nissan. Nissan, yeah. I, don't know, I might be getting these wrong because I think one's in Newcastle, one's in Sunderland. Or we anyway. don't want to get that wrong. No. But anyway, <laughs> they're both up there. Yeah. Uh, Mini, obviously we're making Oxford. Yeah. Now, that's a German-owned company now, but still, it's built here. McLaren. McLaren. No, the headquarters Martin, um, Lotus. You know, there's, there's a lot of... And tractors. A lot of industrial yeah. stuff, including, obviously, JCB. And so the point is that I think these companies will turn around to our government and say, fine, if that's your target, that's all good. But our other huge markets, America, for example, uh, China, mm-hmm. another example, you know, developing parts of the world that will have more buying power in 10, 15 years. Yeah. India, India particularly, because they generally are they're buying right-hand drive. Yeah. So we're more likely to make them here. Although India may be able to tool up themselves mm-hmm. for factories at the time, but there might be a, a point where we could be producing at least some of those cars for export. And if they say to our government, "Yeah, you said we have to build them all electric," those companies, uh, sorry, those countries buying haven't haven't said so. We're going to leave production. And we're yeah, going to well, move it somewhere you're else. saying, 
oh, we're not going to spend all our effort building cars in your country that you won't let us sell to your to the people yeah. in that country and we have to export them all that yeah, wouldn't make any completely sense completely pointless so then that's why it'll get moved because we can't lose all of that industry out of the no, country they're, they're because then we will all be living on the streets yeah and i think the trouble was they wanted they said it because they wanted to attract attract ev manufacturers and yeah. i'll put in brackets they wanted to attract tesla yeah because tesla were going to build their gigafactory in europe okay and i don't think there was any question it was going anywhere but germany no, of course not. But, uh, but you know... Well, they weren't going to put it here, were they? Uh, well, we were one of the countries they could have. Yeah, but they weren't, they weren't going to. Uh, yeah, so. that's what I say. Realistically, they did... It. Do you know what it's like? And you know, we, we, this isn't political, but I, I feel strongly about this. We can talk about it. Um, <laughs> okay. The World Cup, when they decided <laughs> oh, right, where that yeah. was going to go. Yeah, and they yeah. went, well... We could put it in a country that has, you know, a very rich football history... Really good, lots um, of large stadiums, good infrastructure and yeah. connections to said and stadiums. Stadiums already built, yeah, already ready, and could literally host it tomorrow, yeah. if need be, and or even somewhere close by there. For example, Germany, France, Spain, Italy, Belgium to an extent, probably. Or Belgium could have other, shared it, if yeah. They had or it we could have done what they did with the Euros, where you have and it shared it, sort of dotted yeah. around. Or we could go to Qatar now. They've got half a football stadium currently. Yes. And would have to build another seven, including for some sort, I don't know, for some sort of like showpiece final, they might need to build an island. Yes. And then build a stadium on top of the new island and that they built. Better for And also have to hold it in the winter because it'd be too hot in the That's summer. That's what's really and to me. Yeah. On top of that, we'll have to make sure all of the stadiums are air conditioned because it will still be too hot in the winter. Mm -hmm. And we'll have to move everybody out there. Because obviously we, yeah. most of the players are in the in Europe. Probably this I think is the that's fair to say of, of, uh, where football. football is. Yeah. So I think the best way to oh what is this hand it oh what's this brown bag where's this come from? Yeah. Uh, do you know what are I think Qatar might be the way to go. Sam, are you suggesting? No, Miles, that... I I am stating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not suggesting anything. What, it's really frustrating me because we're the Mars driven does not endorse any political opinions by no. our presenters. <laughs> Or and we're, we're certainly not slandering people saying that they got uh, obvious handouts and bribes. We're not saying no. That. We are definitely not. We we saying are saying that, that there may on YouTube. <laughs> there may have been other stories afterwards. There may well more have been. research and yeah. may have found yeah. similar outcomes. Yes. But the point being for me is that when that happened, yeah, you know, when that decision was made, they made it look like they were going to go out and see. Oh, let's have a look at the UK. Could they host it? Could they host it? Realistically, in their minds, they'd made it. They'd made their decision. Well, yeah, there, there was no, there was no deliberation. Process you're talking about all. one, yeah, a, one of the. I would, we hold the best league in the world. I, yeah. People can debate that if you want. Best leagues, probably. But yeah, the, the fact of the matter is, the English Premier League, as it's known around the world, mm -hmm. or the EPL, yeah, that is a worldwide league that's watched. Well, it's what attracts the biggest stars. So that actually want to play. If you want money, you go somewhere else. Like yeah. you go to like China or other places like um, this. They're yeah, just paying still, big wages. Although that's changed recently. Yeah, but there's still, still a lot of money. Yeah. Here. Or you know, sometimes I mean, you I'd might go say, to Spain. I'm actually trying to think of countries. Let's let's forget China for a second because there's things moving around there with players and yeah, obviously yeah. get paid. That's what I mean. It's... I think we're the highest paying. I think potentially, I think a... I think there's two other clubs in two other leagues that would potentially okay. equal it, which would be PSG and. Yeah, Real Madrid. But I'm just sort of talking. But if about you it said from... to a non-football person, "Name me the top teams in the world," they'd probably end up saying United, Liverpool, Chelsea, yeah, Arsenal. That, yeah, yeah. And if you said broad teams, they would probably give you Real Madrid, Barcelona. 
So the, the, and that'll probably be it, to be honest, the unless car, they said AC. The car reference was that they there was this thing of we're going to have a look. But to me, the decision was already made that it was going to go to Germany. Oh, of course. And Same so with Tesla, for, like you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I think. I think Tesla already made that choice. Uh, and I, for us to then risk, this is what really got me. Mm. For us to risk... I, Everything I, else. Yeah, I know people will say a million things about the environment. And I put up one of our videos recently, and it was quite good to see people interact with the video yeah. we did. I put it up just a clip of our talking about tyres and tyre yes. pollution. Okay. And a lot of people interacted with that. It was good. But when, when I started to look at the figures more and more and people questioned about the figures, I was thinking, really is, if we're talking about the, the harmful stuff going into your lungs, yeah. car exhausts really are not our issue. Now, we can talk about the planet as, a, yeah, as another thing. But we, if we're talking about car enthusiasts trying to find answers, blah, 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 we've said it a million times, uh, that really highlighted it for me because I tried to do the maths. You know, it said um, exhaust were point zero zero two milligrams. Mm-hmm. I tried to do the maths in comparison, and the calculator kept giving you. You, know, you get those figures where it's like minus e nine. Oh, okay. Because you've gone so far into the zeros. Oh, okay. It can't display it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to times it up, and I was just trying to basically work out if you did a hundred thousand miles in a modern vehicle that had that number, it was like you'd get three grams of particles or something. Three grams. Well, that's quite a lot. That's nothing. Three grams. Oh, sorry. Over a hundred thousand miles. I was thinking kilograms. Yes, I know you were. <laughs> so over a hundred, over a car's lifetime, essentially. Okay. This is exhaust. This is the that. exhaust. Yeah. Will pump out a, just over a couple of grams. Okay. If you think of a hundred thousand miles, it's quite a lot. <laughs> well, this, you know, a life of, a, of some people's cars. Yeah. I'm glad you corrected me there because I look like a right idiot. <laughs> no, no, Three grams. Said, that's loads. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, ah. Oh. Sam's, Sam's thought I've said kilos. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know what you thought I'd said. But it just, just highlighted to me. I thought, wow. And then we compared it off the figures. And yeah, even at yeah. The, most, the, the most casual driving style that's preserved tyres was 18 times higher. Yeah, it's just so it's unreal, just, it just, it? just for me, it just brings another end to the conversation. But we won't yeah. go off into no, it. I just, just wanted to... Um, we're going to start our next podcast with the f1 update i think. I, was, I was just about to say because we've so, rabbited on for a while did you want to do the next podcast as i mean is this a conversation we want to have on air <laughs> <laughs> i was going to suggest the next podcast could be quite a fun one and do formula one plus the story we were going to do yes yeah that's fine I, I what i'm going to ask you first Sam, i'm going to give okay. you another another quiz i don't want to give it away in case you wanted to yeah. do it now but that's this fine. is this isn't actually much of a quiz but we had a what question. is your name <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we had a question come in and i thought that fits really well because I had the answer as it was a segment I was going to do. Okay. But a question came in. It was, I was like, oh, that person's asked pretty much. as I, So I thought I'll just answer their question. Okay. And they were basically saying, you know, we talk about who's buying electric cars and they want to know who is. Like, can, can you actually put it into any demographic? Okay. Are, are we saying that they are all under 30 professionals? Like, is there any yeah, way? Yeah. And it just at the same time, um, it was a the company uh, a did a did a survey and I got shown the results of it and it just right, matched okay. up quite nicely. So who do you think, Sam, today in the yeah. UK? So okay. this was a UK study, mm-hmm. uh, and what I want you to answer is sort of age range. Yeah, an age range and profession range is what you're asking. I'm assuming. Uh, it can be profession range and also uh, let me just I'm just sort of looking back to the survey to see if there's any other sort of. Uh, key areas that you could identify but yeah if you want to go for those two first i'm gonna say 
over 40 professionals. You're going over 40 professionals. So yeah, you're going to put think, them in what? Because I think there are, there, are group, there are people in their sort of 20s and 30s that are buying them. But I think most people are your business people that are older because they've got the money to buy them and the infrastructure, they've got the money to pay for the infrastructure at home to charge them. And um, I could be completely wrong, but that's that no, would no, be if you, you've asked me, and that's my. So you're going over forty, over forty professional, professional. So like businessmen and woman. Uh, are we going to go? What's your men and female split? Uh, you're say fifty-fifty. No, or? I don't think so. I'm going to say seventy-thirty in favour of male. Okay, it is completely wrong. It's all teenage girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all nineteen, all seventeen. Year old. <laughs> just, they've just passed. They've turned license. seventeen, passed it on the day. Yeah. Well, the AIQ report. It's, it's, do you know what, Sam? You're not done badly. Okay, uh, you've actually done quite well. So, in the UK, it's a huge majority of men. Okay, to the point where they were sort of saying, basically, we we're looking at the eighties onwards wow. percentages. Okay. You can never be. Um, I didn't want to go too extreme. <laughs> I thought no. 70 was too extreme. The, the one exception they put on that is they said that this could be single, uh, this could be married couples buying a single vehicle. Yeah. And so the v- the logbook was going into the, the husband's name. That yeah. Was, that was the what they thought. Or Also, for example, like the husband might buy the family car and then he might have a... Um, like a convertible. A company, in, a company car or something oh, okay, as well. Yeah. So. Or he might have a convertible in yeah. the garage that that's sort of his car that yeah, he used exactly, in summer. Yeah. And so, but anyway, yeah, it was... To the point, it was, I can't remember the exact number, but it was well over 80%. Wow. Uh, age range. Yeah. You weren't bad, but you weren't right. Okay. Is it, is it older? Because I was it tempted to older. say 50 plus, but... It's, they are 66 to 75 years wow, old. Wow, really? That's like the huge chunk. That's mad. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone that high. No. I mean, you did have people in 40s and above. So you were yeah, right, of course, because there are some. But, you see some young couples driving Teslas. But yeah, but if you were going to pick out an electric car driver, yeah, it's so far this is what you are almost old men. Yeah, old men <laughs> who el- elder, older, older men. Guys. Sorry, yeah, not it's, old. it's not fair to call them old men. Yeah, just just older guys, sixty six, seventy five, and wealthier than average. Yeah. was the was the figure. I they, think that was the key thing when I said businessmen, because I was thinking yeah, people that are, are well, wealthier than the average. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could have been tradesmen all their life who've retired well because yeah. you know. So we won't sort of say it has to be a particular. No, no, of ethic, course not. But they were generally retired. Well, that shows you though. And wealthier shows you how expensive electric cars are. But that this was the thing, Sam. Do you remember we've mentioned it before about us saying who are all these car companies chasing, and they're chasing mm-hmm. the same customer. Of course, but that's a finite number of people. Yeah. And the, you know, without, be, without being morbid, it is a finite amount of people. Yeah, and we, we, we oh, Sam and I were just talking before the podcast, as we do, we sort of yeah, discuss. It's annoying, we have to speak before, then we have yeah. to speak during, and usually I, afterwards I just run home. Yes. <laughs> you should put my shoes on while you're finishing off. <laughs> but I was saying for our news, did, I want to, did we want to in, um, introduce the Corsa? £31,000 for a special edition Corsa that's electric. Yeah. And I just said to you, you know, when Who's we were... It? Let's say, well, we both had Vauxhall courses. Yeah, and do you know what? At similar, 18, at similar times, when we were 17, 18, 19, we both yeah. got, came into, it wasn't like a mass amount of money, but, we, but at, the, at that age, it was like, wow, I've yeah, got this yeah. much money. So we could have put a deposit down on something, but what you're not going to be doing is putting a deposit down on something that's £30,000. No, no, and we did I mean, those cars that we bought... Although, I mean, we didn't. I, I mean, I blew mine, all of mine. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I bought my Corsa three years old, yeah, and it was the brand. The brand new price on that car mm-hmm. was about thirteen and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, and I bought it three years old. You know, but I'm just saying that 
if I'd gone into the dealer, I could have still bought that car brand new. Yeah. And I would have had to have laid out £13,500. If you start to put the inflation into that, you get to about 15500 Yeah, well, that's fine. You can put inflation into it. But wages haven't gone up no. with inflation. No. So what you're saying is, well, well, yeah, but it's more expensive to do things now. So that's why it's 30000 It's like, yeah, but people are still earning pretty much the same. This is the problem. When you're so, doubling the price what, of the, the car. Who are you selling to? Yeah. And, that, and the, their answer is, we're selling to people who are, let's say, generally men, just because of the, well, that's how the figures have come out. Yeah. You can't, unfortunately, when you do a survey, Unless you know you're going to get a skewed answer, yeah, you can't ask further questions to mm-hmm. actually understand, yeah, uh, and really sort of get down to what the deal is. But the assumption would be men who are sort of 65, uh, If you're looking at the demographics, there's a large portion of them are married, mm-hmm. and so the guess would be that they're probably, if they are retired as well, likely to have one car, yeah, between no, them and their fair, partner. Yeah. And another thing that came out of it was that. Um, I was trying to have a little bit more of a look into it, and I thought, to me, these people have a Mazda MX-5, for example, Mm -hmm. in the garage. And that's what they're using when they're not using their electric car. So their electric car does day-to-day, in the winter, and then they still have kept... That's how I see them. I I see them that they they haven't fully transitioned. Yeah. And you do hear the odd story about people saying, I bought an electric car, it doesn't do the range, or I've... You know, the range is fine, but on a long journey, I get to the charge station, I have a problem, or I, have, I don't want to wait around for mm-hmm. this long. And as we've discussed, one of the barriers that electric cars are still coming, across, still coming across is that they're more efficient where petrols are less efficient. That's at low speed. Yeah. The trouble is, if you say I want to go on road trip them, yeah, they're actually they're less not, efficient. They're yeah. just not getting their max mileage when you are sat. What if you do 56? But not many people are cruising at 56 miles an hour no, of course behind not. a lorry. No. They are doing 70, 80 Ish. miles an hour. Yeah. Um, that's where these electric cars are not achieving their range. So you're stopping more. And yeah, okay, every 200 miles, you probably do want to stop for a coffee. But if you're just trying to get somewhere... Well, exactly like I was yesterday. I left later than I wanted to from where we, me and my partner were yesterday. I wanted How to get far back did from, you have to drive? Roughly. It was about 100 miles and we had an hour and a half. Yeah, okay ish yeah but obviously it never works out it's not one straight road is it so no, it was no. obviously no but we did it i mean well i literally got back as the graph where you started yeah. didn't yeah, I? Yeah. I sat down and sent you a picture as they were forming up on yes. the grid. i was quite impressed because it's about an hour and a 50 minute journey and we did yeah. it i did it in an hour and 29 minutes sunday afternoon so maybe a oh, there was clear. a lot of traffic i was there yeah oh okay yeah i got held up a lot i would have made it back with a good 10 minutes to spare probably okay um yeah but you probably wouldn't have made this is the thing if you had an electric car no, no, exactly. Yeah, I probably would have driven used it the... down there. Did you yeah. drive down that morning? Yeah, and so we used it to drive for lunch as well, so we wouldn't have had time to charge it. You could have gone to your in future in-laws' uh, plug mm-hmm. off their three pin, or you could have insisted. Yeah, but that... what I'm saying is, we used that car. We got there, went yeah. straight out for lunch, which we drove to in our car, so we'd so have taken the car. This is that lifestyle thing, you know, when you've gone out in your car. Yeah, you'd have had to said to. Did you I'd go have out to... with your parents? Yeah, I'd have yeah. Had to said to them, "Well, you'll have to drive because I, I need know, to charge." You'd, the you'd car. have had to said to them. We can go where you want as long as it has a charger there. Yeah, so we so, can go to so lunch. We can go for lunch to... at Tesco Cafe, McDonald's, or McDonald's. They yeah. do, we they went. Do it was Father's Day. We went for a nice lunch. Nice <laughs> <laughs> Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's the, the podcast done, Sam. We'll, we'll do F one in the next podcast. I and think... we've got a little story coming up in that one as well, I believe, haven't we? We won't say what it is in let case me, we don't um, do it. But sorry, let me just. I'm just going to mark off a few things just to make okay. sure we've done everything in our podcast. Well, I'll do a little teaser then. So potentially in the next podcast, depending, it is dependent on how long our F1 chat goes on for. I don't think we're going to try and 
we're going to try not to do a, a whole podcast on F1 because I know it's not for everyone. But if we have time, which we're hoping to, we're going to have a little story of something that me and Miles did as a project on a car once that, let's say, didn't go swimmingly. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? Oh, they all didn't go swimmingly, mate. Yeah, but the one we, yeah, well, we've we've teased it a couple of times. So yeah, with that one, yeah, we've got. Um, we can do this because this is actually will round off our news and it will round off the episode so that we okay. don't carry this last bit into it because the next episode we'll have uh, an F1 yep. we'll have our story and uh, just a small segment at the start about why we're not refurbishing more modern cars because mod- okay. why we're not refurbishing modern sort of last 20 years of vehicles to carry on their life instead of replacing them right okay because that could be if you're looking at it from an environmentally friendly way that would be a sensible just sort of yeah, doing yeah. a refurb Okay. on an older car but this last one is it's something that uh sam will probably have a strong opinion on oh good <laughs> uh so i'll try and keep his i've his done views. so well so far this yes episode. i'll try and keep his views back but there's one thing that i think we all have to remember anyone who's listening to this podcast around the world who lives in a country where you're allowed to have you know your freedom of speech and mm-hmm. people don't really um question you too much you can basically do what you want as long as you're not harming someone else yeah and there's a friendliness that comes along with that. People okay. are able to get on with each other and sort of say, look, as long as we're not hurting each other, let's just sort of try and all enjoy our lives. Yeah. And then you think back to other states or periods of time when people didn't have that, um, certain dictatorships, yeah. Soviet era, and people would constantly sort of uh, try and get their neighbours in trouble because yeah, yeah. it made them look better. Oh, it? I know where you're going. The one thing I think we really have to be careful of, we live in an era of technology mm-hmm. and of cameras. And it is very annoying if someone cuts you up. Okay. Of course. But shopping them into the police every time that happens to you, it's a slippery slope because one day you will make that mistake. Yeah. And we have it all. It could be a genuine mistake. We have all. This is the trouble is whenever you start to get other people in trouble, their immediate reaction is not usually, oh, you know what, I did do wrong there. Yeah. It's, right, I've been caught. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> First. <Yeah. laughs> so now I'm going to catch the next person. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's just one of those sad things about um, human development's happened and we're able to go the better way, but we do also go the worst way. People who are not sure of what I'm leading to here, it's basically that there is starting to be a movement, and it genuinely is a movement of people and uh, I'm going to say in the UK, but I'm sure it's happening all over the place. Well, yeah, okay. Cyclists are wearing helmet cams. And you know what? If they are ever knocked off it, they should have one. Of course. Because it's the same if, as having a dash cam. Yeah. So. And if there's ever an accident, you need one. But you have to be careful with this idea of shopping in drivers to the police. Yeah. Constantly saying, they've done this illegal. Look at this footage. Look at this footage. And making yourself a vigilante. Yeah. Because... You have to think of who are you catching? There's going to be the people that every now and again make a mistake. They turn in a bit too quickly. They don't realise the speed you're going. They've not given Everyone you, gets away with it. They've not given you as much room as you want at that period of time. Yeah. They might not, haven't necessarily done it in an aggressive manner or on purpose. But they've made a mistake. You send that into the police, they get a fine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? They're no longer your friend. They will not support you. And they, they didn't have an opinion before. No. And well, the next time, they're not going to be courteous. Because... Because you're gonna, you're naturally you're gonna harbour resentment. Yeah, the people that do deliberately try and run you off the road, yeah, that's they will enough. try and do that whether you're recording them doing it yeah. or not. And all you'll do is anger them more. Now, I'm not saying you should let yourself be run off the road, 
but there has to be a better middle ground. And there's been stories this week coming out of there was a guy, one guy who got an eighteen hundred pound fine for for passing, and it was it was too close, probably. But you know what? But was it dangerously too close? Or? No one got hurt. He carried on. So the, the, the rider a, didn't fall off the bike. Didn't no, he? no, and he was a pensioner, and he'd been you know the classic thing of I've been driving for all these years. He's got caught doing 34 and a 30 once in yeah, 60 yeah. years of driving. And now he's getting this. The other side is, That's I a think lot of money one well. of the uh, police constabularies, I can't remember who it was, they said they got 4,000 videos in a month. Oh, come on. Now, if you think of all the things they already have to deal with, and yeah. then they get 4,000 clips they have to go through, and they have to decide, has A, okay, has a law been broken? Mm -hmm. B, is there sufficient evidence with that clip for them to actually do anything yeah because the trouble is sometimes you can't from one camera angle you might not be able to get really an idea of speed yeah or it's everyone's seen it if you ever look at a dash cam uh you know dash cam footage online mm -hmm. and a car passes it's just the way you see it you know the person could see the car next to them way before you can see it watching yeah, on their dash yeah. cam because it doesn't got the peripheral mm -hmm. but to me there's a, there's a few cyclists that are really encouraging they're like let's get them all you know Get people caught, and that yeah. will get them. And it won't help you, because if it was me and I made a mistake, which happens on the road, I, I've, I'll give you a story. I was once when I was at university. I used to, I've said before, I used to drive a food van, you know, doing deliveries, and there was a bike race happening on a countryside route. Yeah, no yeah. signs to tell me. So I'm doing fifty-ish. You know, I was in the van. I never did the sixty road, but I did fifty-ish. Coming around the corner, and there's twelve cyclists. And they are spread across the road. Yeah. So now I'm in a position of head on. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, you know, they've seen me. I've seen them. I've been able to slow. They've been able to get out of the way. But if they had seen me come around the corner and it had been another three or four seconds, could quite easily have been a much worse situation. Yeah. Now, I haven't really done anything wrong. No. I'm doing 50 on a 60 road. Does 50 in a big van look fast around a, around a corner? Probably, yeah. Probably does look quite quick. If I'd hit someone, I'd be mortified. Not yeah. only is it my job that's on the line, it's, you know, my integrity to be able to enjoy driving. And if I'd ended up getting a fine for doing that, I'd have thought, hold on, I didn't... Well, well then you're going to have a resentment towards cyclists. Towards cyclists. But not just those cyclists, just All cyclists. All of them, yeah. In general. And, and I might be a bit more reasonable and say, well, move on with my life. Unfortunately, there's a good number of people that will yeah. then... Be, and it, it is a small number of people that are the ones that are doing it, unfortunately. This it's is not all cyclists, and we're not yeah. tiring all cyclists. No, no, And this is me not. saying this. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. That we're, we're not tiring all cyclists with the same brush. No. They're just to me, the, the issue is, you're going to catch, you will catch the people that are trying to run you off the road. Yeah. But it's like throwing a net, a really wide net, and just saying, we'll catch some fish. And yeah. in there, you've got turtles and sharks, and you just dredge up everything from the scene. Mm -hmm. It's like... A lot, some people do make it, you know, on a roundabout, if a cyclist is coming around and, you know, someone's done a shoulder check and they've moved and they've nearly hit a cyclist, but they don't, they, they probably just missed it. And you know what? Because to, to be honest, if they're not wearing high vis, which they don't all wear high vis, no, and they, they don't all have lights on all the time, it is sometimes, sometimes easy to miss them because they'll blend in with something coming around a roundabout. Especially if they're behind you and they've come through traffic. Yeah. And you're looking right on a roundabout and then on your left, mm -hmm. and you didn't see them approach. You could quite easily nearly drive into them as you yeah. set off. And now if that's... they, if you just if you isolate just that bit of footage, then it, it looks, looks like, like you've been an idiot and try to run them off the road. And then you get a, a you might get three a, points. We well, get yeah. three points, or, or 
like you said, a fine that's more than your monthly wage. This is the other side of it, yeah. This is so not only have they they get home and they're well, I shot I shocked them into the police. Look at me, I've done great things. Yeah. That person's now in a reasonable amount of debt potentially. And so how do how how does that end? Because what you're actually doing well, is it, it ends with no cars and just cyclists on the road. Or yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is what. Or Most it ends in a calamity want. where someone does get run off the road and killed. And that, that's yeah. what you really don't want. The problem for me is you look or at society. Or someone gets hunted down. This is the other side. You look at society, you've got the extreme ends. You've got, you know, if we look at from the cyclist's point of view, you've, got, you've probably got 10% of all motorists that just think all cycling should be banned mm -hmm. in totality. Mm -hmm. No one should be able to get on two wheels of anything. On the other 10%, you've got people that think all cars should be banned and, you know, everything should be a bicycle. We should and live then, in the middle. <laughs> yeah, the, then there's the 80% in the middle that will harbour, you know, they'll say, oh, some idiot, he was driving a bit too close, or some idiot, he was cycling up and he nearly hit him. You know. Oh, some idiot, he was cycling three abreast down the road and yeah. then swore at me because yeah. I didn't jump into a hedge. Because another, another point for this, there was a cyclist who was given a £250 fine when he sent in his dash, dash cam footage <laughs> for a van overtaking him because he had front and rear mounted camera on his helmet. And uh, the, they said you deliberately stayed in front of the van for 12 seconds on a 60 road and it became dangerous mm. for the van because there's, well, there's people the behind car him, behind, yeah. the, 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 well, whatever they decided, you know, yeah. he could have been run into the back of. Yeah. So it does, you know, sometimes it goes that way. Yeah. But try and live in the 80%. Look, it's very frustrating. I'm sure it is, especially I get frustrated sometimes, you know, with mm -hmm. seeing how people pass a cyclist. They're another human being. Have a bit of respect for them. Yeah, of course. And I live in an area of the country, and I've said this before, we have dedicated cycle lanes everywhere. Yeah. And some people still choose... To ride on the road. Even though, and I'm not talking about a little rubbish cycle lane. Yeah. It's like a, a dedicated... It's like a cycle highway. It's probably about six to eight feet wide. Yeah. So you can be on whatever bike you want. And they're dedicated for cycling, so you for can go cyclists. as quick as you like. There's a path next to it. Yeah, you can go as quick as you like. And you yep. haven't got to worry about getting run over by And some car. of them still decide to get on roads that are all 60. And then swear at drivers. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you know what? I just passed them. Yeah, yeah, I don't, of course. Yeah. And so this is where I think vigilantism is not going to do it any favours. No. It's not going to help this issue. This issue will always exist to some extent. So why not try and find a little bit more middle ground? And why not just try and find, you know, look, if someone is aggressive towards you, then yeah, okay, you can that should be sent into the police. If someone has actually tried to run you off yeah, the road, yeah. that is why you have a dash cam. Yeah. That's why uh, my partner has a dash cam in her car. Yep. And I can tell you how useless it, was, useless it was when the police went charging past her. Oh yeah, and broke the windscreen. And chipped the windscreen, flying a load of stuff because they were off, off the road mm -hmm. onto where all the dirt and stones and, you know, whacked it. Yeah. A dash cam did me absolutely no good in trying to say to them, look, I understand you were going to an emergency, yeah. but now I'm at a financial penalty for that. And they're like, well, Prove yeah. it was us. It could have been a you know, stone just flying through yeah, the air. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay, fair enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to argue with the police. I don't really want money from stretched police budgets anyway. But what we're saying is just be nice. Yeah, just be. And just think twice. If you're shopping in someone, where does it lead? It leads yeah. to then that person puts a camera. And before you know it, have you ever seen these arguments online? They're hilarious to watch until you realise these people are serious. Where well, you've got one person holding holding a phone yeah, with yeah. a camera on, and they're screaming at another person yeah. holding a phone with a camera on, mm -hmm. and they get across their views. Neither of them listen to each other. Yeah, they both then go and put their bit, their snippet of it online, online to show how unreasonable the other person yeah. was. And if you put them together, you they, you just think 
you were both being total, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, which happens all the time. Right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. How many times, Sam, we were 18 or 19, we did things that were just, we look back now and we think, God, what moron. Yeah. This, this happens. This is humans. This is fine. Yeah. Anyway, not very carish, but carish in the no, same way. a positive note. Yes. <laughs> That's our podcast, Sam. Indeed. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the um, the very, very short one-minute clip that I gave you last Saturday <laughs> with Sam, without Sam being here, which was a little motoring fact that he doesn't know. So oh, very good. Under our belt. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. We'll see you there.